Hello, and welcome to Uncluttered, the podcast where we discuss the connection between faith and organizing. Our focus um, is not just how to be organized, but why it's important from a biblical standpoint that we leave the clutter and chaos in our lives behind. Hi, I'm Leanna George. I am an author and former professional organizer living in Houston, Texas. And I'm Angie Heitch. I'm an author and certified professional organizer living in East Tennessee. So are you ready to unclutter your heart and your home so you can focus on what matters most? Well, let's dive in. Okay, Angie, I know how much you love games. I know how I do. Much, yeah, I know how competitive you are. Oh, so yeah. I thought we yeah, I know. So I thought we'd play another guessing game today, um, kind of like we did last season with acronyms. Okay. Yes, I love games and I'm super competitive, but last time I got a little freaked out about whether I was going to get these games right. So what are the questions about? It's really simple. It's clock trivia. Clock trivia. Okay. I'm not feeling great about my knowledge level on this one. I'm not like some kind of clock expert or anything. Yeah, um, I know it, it's it's a little bit a little bit off the beaten path. I, I agree, but when I was doing research for this episode, because we're talking about our calendars and time management, mm -hmm. I just thought there were so many interesting facts about clocks that I thought, why not have some fun with it? Because yeah, and I know... I'm sure there are lots of interesting facts about <laughs> clocks. And how about you just tell us, Leanna, instead of torturing me and making me all nervous about whether I get the questions right. Oh, because Angie, it's so much fun torturing you, which is so much fun. <laughs> but fine, fine. I'll just share the facts. I'm okay. sure our listeners will enjoy them no matter what. So here are five interesting facts that I learned and that you and our listeners may not know. Um, now, I know you probably know this, though. When was who? What was the first clock that was invented? Do you know? That it came out would, of Egypt. Yeah, that would be the sundial. I know that. Yes, one. it was. It was the it was the sundial and it was, uh, they used an obelisk in the shadow uh, to determine time. And um, that was when first things started to change for everybody. And there was this uh, Roman playwright who once the sundial started really having an effect on people's lives, he, he had this quote, it was so great. I loved it that I wanted to share it. He said, the gods confound the man who first found out how to distinguish hours, confound him too, who in this place set up a sundial to cut and hack my days so wretchedly into small portions. Oh, I think it's an so author. Good. Yeah, right. I think as an author, I just love that. Confound the man. Uh, but yeah, so we had clocks starting with Egypt, um, um, ancient Egypt. And then it wasn't until the 1370s that the first public clock was actually um, placed in a public area for everybody to watch it whenever they, wherever they were. Um, and that one came out of Cologne, Germany. So hmm. that was kind of interesting. Hmm. But before there were alarm clocks, they used to have a guy go around. He had a job. Now get this. This is what his name was. He was called a knocker upper. Okay. <laughs> he was a knocker upper. And his job was solely to just go knock on doors and wake people up. Oh my goodness. That's hilarious. Yeah, that would be like a fun job, um, you know. <laughs> um, and then the first American alarm clock was invented in Concord, New Hampshire in 1787 um, by a guy named Levi Hutchins. And the only reason he wanted this alarm clock was to get him up at 4 a.m. every day. That's the only time that it went off. 
was 4 a.m. Yeah. So, you know, before then people just got up with the sun and yes. they went to sleep when it went, it went mm-hmm. down, you know? And so uh, this guy, he did it. He never, he never patented it, patented it, but uh, he definitely was onto something. And oh, then yeah. this last one, I absolutely love because I was like, oh my goodness, how did I not know this? I mean, I lived in China for two and a half years, as you know, mm-hmm. and that I did not know. I learned so much. I can't believe I didn't learn this, but it is taboo in Chinese culture to give a clock as a gift. Huh. I wonder if yeah. that uh, uh, watches as well. I would guess so. I mean, probably yes, because yeah. in there, because it uses the same word as attend a funeral. And so, um, yeah, so they see it as you're either wishing them to fa- go faster towards death or that you're wa- waiting to attend their funeral. So people freak oh out goodness. about that. So, yeah, yeah, like, like yeah, let me just remind you that you don't have much of this left. And this little <laughs> gift here that I'm giving you is a symbol of the fact that you are basically waiting to die. And then when you do, I'll come to your funeral. Yeah, yeah. that's just crazy. That's such a good one. You know, and we kind of we we don't really like this whole death man- uh, time management thing. It seems like a death sentence in some ways. But that that is really interesting. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean. It's definitely a death sentence for me. I mean, I've talked many, many times about it in, in the season one. Um, and now that we're we're honing in on these three, you know, three areas of clutter. We talked about physical clutter. Now we're focusing on time clutter and next we'll look at our attention clutter. But it is a, a problem for me. And I, I am assuming it's from having all done all the research and listening and what, reading. I think it's a it's a big problem for a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. No doubt. Definitely problem for me, problem for a lot of people I know. But why do you think that we in general have such a big problem with time? You know, that's a really good question. It's also like on the same level of how many licks does it take to get to the center of a tootsie roll? I mean, I'm probably (laughs) dating myself here, but I mean, it's a question that's really hard to answer um, because I think it's different for every person. I mean, I know for me, I struggle with it because I want to scrunch so much into a 24 hour period. I mean, I just, I push the boundaries of time as much as I can. Um, I also don't like saying no to people. I don't want to disappoint them or hurt their feelings. So I will take on more than I should. Um, And um, I think it's just because I'm also easily distracted. You know, it's like, oh, squirrel, you know. So I, you know, distractions. I'll go into the kitchen just today. I went into the kitchen to get a bag that I had made some purchases with. And I ended up looking at my phone. And next thing I know, I was like 10 minutes. And I was like, what did I come in here for? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Easily distracted. What about you? What are your biggest time struggles? Oh, I can so relate. Um, I definitely have the same struggle as far as trying to get things done. I I will often, I'm not late a whole lot. Normally, I'm either like screeching up right at the last possible second. I might be five minutes late. And, And my almost always what it is, is I got all ready. And I looked at the time and I was like, I could get one more thing done. One more thing, you know? And then of course the one thing takes longer than you think it's going to take, or, you know, you don't count on potential traffic or whatever. But again, it's kind of the same thing, cramming too much in. Um, And then also like things that maybe somebody else could do so that it's not all on my plate, but I don't want to do that because obviously I'm going to do it the best. I'm just a big perfectionist. I have control issues. 
And so I just try to do it all myself. And then there we are trying to cram things in. So I, I got some big issues as well. <laughs> well, I'm glad to know I'm not alone. Uh, and I'm sure our listeners who are listening to the podcast right now, or maybe watching it on YouTube, maybe they're feeling a little bit of comfort as well. So let's, let's hope so. But today, like I said, we're going to be honing in on time management from mm -hmm. a biblical perspective. Um, and so we're going to look into the Bible and see if it can give us some guidance on how to better manage our time. Perfect. Yeah. So did you find what, what you got for us? You got some time management principles from the Bible that we can share today? We do. But, you know, before we get started, we want to make sure that everybody remembers, even though we're going to be giving some tips today, it's not organizing isn't one size fits all. Oh, so, that is so true. Yes. Yeah, when it comes yeah. to... Um, yeah. So if I say, okay, well, here's what you should do to manage your time. Use this tool and make this list and you should definitely do it digitally. Not, for, you know, it doesn't, it's not the same for everybody. So uh, just as we always say, our focus is not so much the how, but, you know, we're using biblical principles. So there's no one size fits all. We use these guidelines and we find the tools and systems that work best for us. And sometimes it takes some tweaking. We try this, it doesn't work. We try this, whatever. So what we are talking about today is going to be biblical principles. And then our listeners will need to find the tools and systems that work best for them. So that's what our, that's what we're going to work on today. Yeah. And, and I know that um, I'm, I'm glad you expanded on that because I have tried so many different systems. I have tried Franklin Covey. I've tried batching. I've tried, you know, everything you can imagine that's out there. I've tried Kanban and all those, all those things that, you know, I'm still searching. If anybody has the answer, please contact us. We'll give you our email at the end and let me know. <laughs> that's a little bit of the opposite of what we're usually going for. Yeah, but I, know. I don't care. Oh, I know. Don't I'll be out here, Pomodoro. I was really into Pomodoro. Oh yeah, Pomodoro. While. I've yeah, tried everything. Yeah. I've tried everything and I'm still struggling. So, um, I just hope that everybody knows that, um, you know, we, we aren't dictating what you're trying to, what you should do. Just find what works best for you. And of, of course, as always, the Bible is our best guide to show us what to do. Yep. Yeah. So the first thing that we are going to look at is um, the fact that, you know, we aren't meant to and we aren't supposed to uh, do it all. That is my, my, my thing. I said a minute ago, I'm going to try to cram everything in there. And I think I'm the only one who can do it, right? I, I have this, this cape that I wear. I think I'm a superhero woman. Um, and I'm learning the hard way because I have a very hard head. <laughs> it is that just because I can do it all doesn't mean that I should do it all, mm -hmm. right? Um, and usually when I try to do it all myself, I end up, exhausted and burnt out. Oh yeah. You know? And I, I know that I look at other people and think, Oh, well, they're doing it all. Why can't I do it all? Um, and last year, probably around November, December, I started trying to do it all. I tried writing a book, editing a book, preparing for a podcast, getting ready for Christmas, um, launching a book. I mean, so many things that I got to the point where I was emotionally, mentally fried. And um, it started to affect me. It started to affect others. You know, I had to ask you, hey, can we push back our book, you know, our devotional? Um, because I was not in a place where I could get everything done. I just couldn't do it. And 
at that point I was producing mediocre work. I wasn't, mm. and anything was very good. And so I had to stop and look at my, look at what was going on with me and what I was trying to accomplish and going, Lena, you can't do it all. You just can't. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm sure you have the same kind of, cause you said you're a control freak. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, I start thinking about, okay, maybe I could outsource this. Maybe I could. And, and then it's like, well, no, I want to do, I, you know, this is my business. I'm supposed to do it all. So I know you and I struggle with this. I know there are other people out there that need some tips. And so, uh, you know, other people trying to wear that superhero cape. So what is the answer? What? Yeah. So I love this verse or this passage of scripture, I should say, from Exodus 18. Um, and when I first came across it in the Bible, I was just like, oh, wow. You know, because here was Moses. And this is this it has to do with Moses and his father-in-law, Jethro. And if you didn't know, Moses was married. He had a father-in-law who came to visit. And um, his father-in-law was observing what was going on. Moses was in charge of all the Israelites telling them what to do and how to live and, and resolving disputes and just handling almost everything, you know, trying mm -hmm. to do it all. And his father-in-law comes in and he chastises him a little bit, which, you know, every son-in-law wants to be chastised by his father-in-law. <laughs> well, yeah, bring it on. Right. <laughs> so in Exodus 18, verse 17, Moses' father-in-law Jethro says to him, what you're doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me and I will give you some advice. And may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Teach them his decrees and instructions and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain and appoint them as officials over thousands over hundreds and fifties and tens and have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you. The simple cases they can decide for themselves that will make your load lighter because they'll share it with you. If you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that's that's the answer for me trying to yeah. do it all. Mind blown. There it is. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't have to do it all. And, and you know, I love also this quote by Andy Stanley, who is a pastor out of Georgia. And he says, only do what only you can do. Right. Which means just like that's what Jethro was saying. Moses, only do what only you can do. Yes. And, 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 and then everything will work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. And, you know, I love that saying, only do what you, only you can do. I think I will remember that. But, you know, obviously it comes from God's word first. Yeah. Always, always, every principle that we talk about in this podcast, every principle in our life comes from God's word. Um, I love, you know, in verse 20, that's pretty much what he's saying. Only do what you can do. Uh, only you can do. You know, here's, here's the subset that I've given you. This is what is your job. And then he says, and don't just like throw the rest to anybody. He has a very specific requirement, yeah. capable, God-fearing and trustworthy people to do the smaller task. So nothing gets overlooked. And so then as a result of that, the load's going to be lighter. He's going to be able to stand the strain of what he's doing. 
not only will he be happier, but all the people he's serving will be happier. And mm -hmm. he'll have some people trained to take care of the smaller stuff. It's just brilliant, of course, because it is God's plan. Yeah. So exactly. I love it. Such a great mm -hmm. scripture. It is. And, and not only did I, it was I like, oh, I don't have to do it all. I just had that breath of fresh air mm -hmm. came to me. Right. But it was also, it was a little convicting because mm -hmm. I realized, you know yeah. what? I think I'm the only one who can do things. And God, like, made, uh, no. God made everybody with unique gifts. And mm -hmm. when I'm hoarding it all, right, when I'm hoarding all the tasks, basically what I'm doing is I'm saying, uh, well, God, you, well, everybody else you created is incapable. You know, <laughs> you know <laughs> I don't know where you messed Thanks up with God, them, but, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but also I'm, I'm, I'm hoarding them and I'm keeping other people from using their gifts. And, and that's a disservice to them. And, you know, and it just, it was very convicting um, because mm -hmm. they can do things way better than I can. And so why would I not let them do that and, and have that opportunity? And so I, you know, I was really convicted about that. Um, so yeah. I try to be better. Sometimes I get a little too much. My husband's like, you don't have to delegate out everything, Leanna. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I have to find that balance because I'll go from one end to the other. Oh, that's great. So, yeah. all right. So if we got listeners, I know we have listeners who have the same issue and they're thinking, okay, okay, I got it. Biblical principle of delegating, but okay. So how do I decide what yeah. to delegate and what I need to do? Yeah. Um, how do well, we decide that, that thing that only we can do? Yeah. So there are two things I think that would really work well for people who are listening. And I would say one is to get a sheet of paper and to just uh, put a line down the middle of it and write on the one left-hand side, only what I can do. And then right on the other side, the right-hand side, right, task others can do. And then write down, a go down the list and list those things that only you can do. Okay. Like for me, only I can write my novels. I can't, mm -hmm. I can't, I mean, some people are claiming AI is writing for them now, but yeah. you know, or you can I, get a ghostwriter, but you don't want to go that route. No, right. Either no, no, no. I, you know, I, I have the stories in my head and only I can write them. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, I can have somebody else, you know, um, help me with the laundry or help me with the cleaning or help me with the food. And I'm not saying that this has to be a paid service. It could be, yeah. or it could be somebody within your family. Right. Um, but yeah, so, you know, just make a list and go down that list and then ask yourself, what can I delegate? Um, mm -hmm. Maybe a conversation you need to have with your family um, yeah. or, your, you know, and, and either look at your finances or, or look at your um, you know, responsibilities within the house. But that would be one thing. And then the other thing is just to open up your calendar and look at your schedule and then, you know, go through and ask yourself, does this activity on my calendar today line up with my priorities? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if it doesn't, then maybe I need to do one of three things. I either need to do it, delegate it, or delete it. Mm. And so, you know, that's just something to do. And you could, you know, um, you could also track your time and see how you're using it. And so yeah. that might help as well. Yeah. So what about you, Andy? What have you learned about delegating tasks? Um, well, I think the one I'm going to remember of uh, what you talked about on delegation is the only do what only you can do. Um, there's a lot of things that I could definitely give up and it would relieve some of the stress. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's a great principle and God's word for the win as always. 
Um, and looking at everything to see. And I love your this very simple line down the middle thing. I'm just going to have to do that. Um, so I like that. That's really good. All right. So um, what else, uh, anything else that you came across in your studying of different biblical principles? Yeah. So um, I, I mentioned it just a minute ago about when you're looking at your calendar, right? Um, I think, you know, in order for you to go through your calendar and line it up with your values and your priorities, you have to know what those are first. Oh, yes. Right? So okay. I think one of the things is to be very clear on your goals and your priorities mm -hmm. and then be willing to say no to anything that doesn't align with them. And, mm -hmm. and to remember that no is a complete sentence. OK, if you're telling somebody no, that's all. It's just no, I can't. But that so many of us go, well, I can't, but catch me next time. Or, you know, no, but, I, you know, I promise I'll do it later, you know, another time. No, it's just no. It's OK to just say no. And I, I think, like I said earlier, one of the reasons I either add on and not just say no and cut it off there um, is I said people pleasing part of my, my personality. Yeah. It's yeah. You know, not pretty. There's lots of peas in there. Not pretty. Um, but it's that, you know, I just don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to disappoint them. Um, and so, you know, I, I do that all the time. So I just find myself saying yes to everything. Um, and when I do that, it's taking me away from things that are important to me. And then yeah. I get frustrated, stressed out. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Cause I really want to be doing this, but I'm doing this and I don't even like the person or, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's so good. Um, you know, we we use this phrase a lot as or, as organizers when we help people with time management, and we really need to put it in practice ourselves. That when we say yes to something, we are saying no to something else. And many many times, the thing we are saying no to, whether we realize it or not, is the thing that is our top priority. Yeah. So, in our attempts to you know, people please or whatever it is, we're just, you know, shooting ourselves in the foot and making it such that we can't focus on our priorities. I mean, that's the whole point of this podcast, you know, getting rid of clutter so we can focus on what matters most. Yeah. And so that, you know, establishing those priorities is just mm -hmm. essential. Yeah. And if we were to go back and look in the Bible about what it says, I think that there's no better example of, um, someone living out their priorities in Jesus himself, mm -hmm. right? He was very clear on what he was called to do. And he says in Luke 19, 10, for the son of man came to seek and save that which was lost. He knew that that was his goal. He knew that that was, he was going to do it. And he knew which specific people he was doing it for. And so, you know, he, anytime somebody came up and said, Hey, can you go do this? And, and it wasn't aligning with his priorities. He would lovingly but gently decline, right? Mm -hmm. And you can go through the Bible and look and just Google how many times did Jesus say no in the Bible? It's there. Does that mean he didn't help people? Of course not. It's not like he was just, you know, he. we know he healed people. We know that he um, taught in the synagogue. So we know that he was doing other things other than mm -hmm. just, you know, seeking and saving them. But he was very clear on his priorities. And, and then he he just let everything filter down. From that it was kind of like his plumb line. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was what he, what he used to guide and make his decisions. And so it, it's the same for us. Uh, we need to do that. And when we do, we're serving him well. 
Um, and I think it's just an example of what we need to keep in mind. Yes, absolutely. And and however we need to establish, first establish the plumb line, and then secondly, keep it front of mind, you know, and maybe we need post-its all over the place. We need a screensaver. We need whatever it is, uh, scriptures. I, I wear these, you see me before wearing these scriptures, uh, these bracelets called verselets. Um, they're really, really helpful for me. Um, like the one I have today, you'll keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are focused on you. And that's a priority, trying to keep my thoughts focused on him. So whatever it takes to to establish and keep those priorities front of mind are so essential. You know, things come up and we're like, okay, well, 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 okay, before I say yes, because that's going to be my default. I want to make people happy. I want to help. You know, there's good things that come up. But you're like, okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, what is my, what are my priorities? Okay, let me think. Does this, does this go along with them? And if it does, and you have the time and your schedule's not too crazy, and then you can say yes. But if, if it doesn't, you know, you're just going to have to learn to make the hard choices and not be worried about what people are going to think. It, it, yeah. it matters more that we are sticking to serving God and putting him first than it does what people are going to think of us. And that's, that is not easy. That is not easy. It is not easy at all, at at all. And, you know, I I love what you said about, you know, telling people to think about it and, you know, look at my calendar and and I would encourage people, you know, ask them, say, you know, can I think about it? And, And honestly do think about it and give yourself and don't just think about it for 10 minutes. If you need a few days and go ahead. Right. And, and, and don't be afraid to do that. And then talk with people in your family, talk with, mm-hmm. you know, look at your schedule, like you said, because, um, you know, you, what you are saying yes to will come back to saying no to something else. And I know for me, many, many times, my no was always my family. Um, yeah. my no, my no, you know, and, and it was really hard when I started writing, I had to say no to things I loved like playing tennis and, and, and um, having lunch with friends, it doesn't mean that I wasn't friendly or didn't want to do those things, but I, I had to, it was my priority to get those books written. Um, yeah. And so we, we do. And so speaking of bracelets, I think it, it's just a good reminder. Um, do you remember those, what would Jesus do bracelets? Yes. Yes, yeah. definitely. Back when 19, early 1990s, the WWJD, you know, as we wrap up today's episode, um, you know, just kind of keep in mind what would Jesus do, right? What would he do with time management? And I know that we covered a lot of ground uh, today and, you know, your head may just still be spinning if you're listening and you're like, oh, uh, but just remember, try to learn to delegate. Um, you know, remember what God's word says about, you know, letting others um, help you out, that it's a good, good, um, good thing to do. And that when you do, not only are you doing, allowing you to do, what God wants you to do, but you're letting uh, others use their gifts to serve him as well. And then also be clear on your priorities. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what those are, take some time to write them down. I have a piece of paper from probably 1990 something that I wrote down on my priorities and I go back to those and look at them. Not haven't been perfect on them. No, you know, but um, I know what my, my values, my priorities are. And so I would encourage you to write them down. So you know what they are. You're not guessing. And then that will help you determine whether you say yes or no to any opportunities. Yes. That, that yeah. So good. So good. Yeah. 
and um, you know, and and taking the time to set those priorities. It's not just the exercise of writing them, but you know, in this situation we're talking about, now you got to use those to yeah. make the decisions about time. Um, and uh, our 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 schedule and our to do list should reflect our priorities. And if it doesn't, then that's a problem. And yeah. um, if we're not, if we're if we feel constantly stressed out. There's a reason and we got to look at it. And uh, all of this work is, it's not easy. And we realize that obviously we struggle as well, but but the rewards are just uh, priceless. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. All right, folks. Well, that is it for this episode of Uncluttered. We are so glad you're with us. Um, we'd love to hear from you. If you've got any tips or advice on what you've learned about time management, Sit in, send them our way, um, you know, or if you just want to let us know what you think about the podcast, um, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at, at contact at uncluttered.faith. Um, you can also subscribe to our newsletter email list um, because that once uh, twice a month and there we share the podcast. We share some blog posts. And when you do, we give you a gift as thank you for joining our community. And there's some decluttering signs. So uh, very helpful when you're doing some physical decluttering or if you need it for some time decluttering as well. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you could use that, too. So no matter what, we'd love to hear from you. So, so, you know, hit us up and let us know that you're listening and what you think. Yes. And we always like to leave you with this tip that, so until next time, remember an uncluttered life is an abundant life. Mm -hmm.